Welcome traders and friends. I'm Elisa Levinson, and this is Are You Green? A bi-weekly overview of business news, the stock market, top movers, and my personal swing trades. Today is Monday, March 1st, and this month has started off bright green. The market has rallied on stimulus news, but also some bond activity. And today was the best day of 2021 not only for the S&P 500, but for the Dow and the NASDAQ. All financial indexes are up over 20%, so really everyone is green today. As most of you know, I do focus on the S&P 500, and all sectors today were green, and it was the best day since June. The technology sector, the XLK, rose over 3%. And the question everybody wants to know, are you green? Yes, of course I'm green on my personal accounts, but it's important to note that I am not panic selling just because I see green. A lot of people think that when I talk about panic selling, I am talking about when people see the stock drop into the red and then they sell. But panic selling can also happen after you've been sitting with something in the red and then you see it go green and you immediately panic to sell it before you go you know, red on it again. So this is why I talk about making your trading plans and it's really important during these green days to stick to your plan. Well, look at a few of my stocks in a bit, but uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to first look at the top news from Capitol Hill, what it means for poverty in the United States, vaccine updates with, of course, the exciting news from Johnson & Johnson, Bitcoin, and I want to dive into the company Klarna. Then we'll look at the top movers, my personal trades, and we'll end by looking at what lies ahead for the first week of March. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is an exciting week as the Senate could vote as early as Wednesday on passing the new round of COVID relief and this new bill. They, a lot of senators have been pretty honest that it's only going to be passed by the Democratic senators. And it is painful to hear as President Biden ran under a bipartisan you know, idea that he would really bring the country together. I want to explain, though, that it does Um, take time to create bipartisan agreement. And although I, you know, feel like when people come together and compromise, that's when the best work is done. And the United States democratic system is built around, you know, these arguments and compromises. But unfortunately, the government does not have that time. They're in a time crunch as unemployment benefits are going to expire on March 14th. And those types of compromises, they take time and the citizens are struggling from the effect of the pandemic through no fault of their own so the people that all of these senators serve really cannot spare the time to truly make this agree uh, this um, new bill work for both sides so um you know that's kind of the last thing i'm going to talk about in that specific 
political issue. I try to be as bipartisan as possible on the podcast, but I always remind people to keep in mind that all media you're listening has some type of bias. But more than a million people were lifted out of poverty in January due to the stimulus package. That's that is just a fact. And unemployment benefits have actually, you know, assisted to that along with the stimulus to really hit the people that need it most, the unemployed. And we actually saw the first drop in uh, poverty since the summer. But that that progress can easily be erased. Over 34 million people were already in poverty at the start of 2019. And, you know, we have seen this divide going on for, you know, the last few years as the billionaires get more billions. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the most hurting in the country continue to have a hard time. So um, it is important, again, to a lot of people that they get this stimulus. Johnson & Johnson officially received emergency use and will have almost 4 billion vaccines distributed by the end of this week, starting tomorrow. This is huge. As I've mentioned in the past, it is a game changer because it needs minimal refrigeration and uh, it only takes one shot. So a lot of people around the world are excited about this news. It is a huge bump in hope that we can reach herd immunity as fast as possible. since vaccine distribution is moving along, we have more than 75 million th- that received at least a first shot. That's like 15% of the population. And we're up to distributing about 1.7 million daily. But this supply from Johnson & Johnson can ramp us up to you know almost 3 million a day. So we're going to you know keep a watch on this because, as I've mentioned, vaccines are really the key and the answer that we need to go back to our regular economy. In more of the um, fictional economy is Bitcoin. You guys know I've been following the debate around Bitcoin. Is it a real currency? You know, can we rely on this? And um, you know, it Bitcoin it rebounded this week. Bitcoin is starting off the week green as more established companies are recognizing the currency officially, and they're looking at how relevant this is going to be in the global trade market. So again, I find myself with a little FOMO, some fear of missing out that I didn't put in more into Bitcoin when we had that dip. But I did want to wait. That was a part of my trading plan. And I'm going to continue to wait to buy more into Bitcoin. I do think that it's interesting. You know, if you guys don't know, I did put a little bit of an um, investment in Bitcoin. And I do think it is interesting to watch. Um, and But I don't want to put invest more until I feel a little bit more safe about my plan. So um, that's another trading tip. If you are interested in trying a new trading plan or you want to test something out, it's okay to, you know, go in to like one eighth of the size that you normally would or whatever small amount you feel comfortable with, again, to test that trading plan out. And then, you know, you go back to the books and see how that investment performed. I want to take a moment and look at the company Klarna. Today, I did hear news that they secured another $1 billion in a funding round that values this company up to 31 billion, this startup. I was 
you know, pretty shocked at the news at first. I have to be honest and tell you, I had a little bit of judgment when I heard of Klarna coming out because we'd already seen some other fintech startups doing a type of, you know, um, buy now, pay later system. And at first glance, I just kind of thought it was like everyone else, like a firm or like these other companies. And I was also kind of annoyed at the idea of, you know, trying to get people to purchase things that they necessarily can't afford. But I will tell you, after researching this company more, I am impressed. They have been recognized across the board for fundamentally disrupting the banking industry and being more customer centric. I didn't really think about it before, but um, and, and I'm upset about it because the interview I watched with the CEO, he explained that there are a lot of people who have credit cards with zero interest and they do, you know, a special plan like six months, zero APR, or, you know, maybe they get a lot of points or cash back. And honestly, I'm in that group of people and I'm embarrassed because I did not think who is paying for this. It's really bad. I always try to, you know, whenever I see a good deal or anything like that, you want to think about who is paying. The most classic financial statement is there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that's true even when you're a consumer, really. So I am embarrassed that, you know, that wasn't something I ever really thought of. And the answer is that other people are paying for you to have those deals. Credit card companies are offering those deals and to people with, you know, higher credit. And that's all well and good for that population. But for those who are, um, who have lower credit or for those who have, you know, been um, owing a lot of interest on their cards, that those people are actually paying for those services. They're actually paying 29% of the interest that's charged. So 29% of the interest that the bank gets that's charged, that is coming from people who are either in poverty or close to poverty. That's really sad to know. And this model really changes it around to eliminate this system and allow everyone to have zero interest on purchases. So I thought that was pretty fascinating. So instead of, you know, the other customers essentially paying for the higher customers and the credit card company is really just taking money from all directions, this company is actually passing that cost on to the merchants, which I thought was really smart. They already have 60,000 brick and mortar stores signed up. The idea is that there's zero interest for everyone. It's no credit checks, nothing like that, which, which makes it very fair and equal. Um, and it breaks all the payments into four interest-free payments. So it makes it really easy to use. It looks like there's been a 1 million users signing up each month. So it's been, um, you know, it has a lot of growth and uh, still a long way to go. And looking at the research of why you know they came about was because of this you know unfair situation in the banking industry. I thought it was interesting. They have a, a lot a lot of notable smaller investors in this company. One of them is Snoop Dogg. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And basically, you know, they are breaking down what's happening with these credit card companies. Credit card applications are down sixty percent. 
And I think that people are learning more and more about credit card debt, or they're already drowning in credit card debt and this deadly interest that they're, you know, signing away. And, um, and I basically, you know, kind of feel like the jig is up for these credit card companies. And I'm excited to see what new companies and new technology can provide uh, consumers. So I think that that was an interesting company. And uh, we're going to be watching it because if you guys remember, you know, Airbnb was a private company before they went public with the same type of funding. And they were also a unicorn startup and privately owned. So we're going to be watching Klarna and see where they go. Top movers today were GameStop, again, up over 18%. It's crazy. Everyone's talking about these meme stocks. And AMC was up close to 15% today, and that had to do with a couple of movies debuting. They're seeing some more action in the theaters. Apple today made news with all 200 stores around the United States opening. The stock raised more than um, 6% and I am holding this and I did not sell at this news. I know that Apple still has a long way to go. Boeing today finally got a bone up almost 6% as news dropped that United Airlines is ordering 25 new 737 MAX planes to replace their retired older planes. The CCO talked about the pandemic ending and vaccine rollout coming and and how they're expecting tons of demand in 2022 and 2023. That actually makes sense to me. I personally cannot wait to fly to Texas and spend time with my family and go to LA and see friends there and just, you know, take trips. So that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of my personal life, let's look into my personal trades. I did follow my trading plan with two stocks that I've been holding, Hasbro and Paychex, and the sales went through. But again, those sales were not new. They were sales that I had in the system waiting. I love putting in orders in advance, good till expire. So that can be an order type. I always put in a limit order and then set it up for good to expire. So I sold more Hasbro today at $95 for an almost four point gain and it's already up to 96. My next sell level though is not until 98.24. And then paychecks, I've been holding this at 89.80 and I sold today for 93. Uh, then that was just a small part. It's a part of my sizing in and sizing out trading plan. My next sells for paychecks are gonna be up at 97 and then uh, to mid 97 at the highest. This week, we have a lot going on. Earnings, Zoom is going to be reporting their earnings today after market close. But it's not a surprise. People are expecting them to totally blow away the estimates. And tomorrow we've got earnings from HP, AutoZone, Ross, and Target. I'm really interested in that Target one. And Wednesday, I'll be watching earnings from Dollar Tree, Okta, and Snowflake. And then Thursday, we've got Burlington, Costco, and Kroger. And that's gonna be a big day for me since I am holding both Costco and Kroger. Costco, I'm holding it for a more of a long-term swing. Kroger, I um, am holding for more of a short-term swing. So hopefully there'll be a bump in this earnings and uh, some of my sell levels will go through and we can talk about that plan more. On the next episode on Friday, we'll also be talking about the Bureau of Labor's February jobs report, which we'll get on Friday, along with unemployment number updates. And until then, especially in this group, green market, guys. Make sure that you are planning your trades and trading your plan. I'll see you Friday. Have a good week.